Welcome to Groovy Soup. Groovy. A showcase of music from artists and bands from across Ohio, and your chance to hear something new and local. Here's your host, Paul Holden. Welcome to Groovy Soup, a show all about the artists and bands of Ohio. I'm Paul Holden, your host and chef of this mashup of melodies. Tonight, we feature some inspiring rap and a quan of some of my close friends in Athens. I recently moved and I'm in the process of setting up my remote studio, so apologize for the audio quality of portions of the show. Once I get my gear, I'll be ready to go. Leading things off, here's Silent DA with Things. I really don't know, just don't be scared Don't try to be what they all expect Only be yourself, it's what suits you best Don't try to find out who you are just yet Don't hold on to mistakes and don't live with regret You can be anything you set your mind to Remember, have hope, it can always find you Never let go of the dreams inside you You can overcome all the things that haunt you with Silent DA with things. You can catch Silent DA playing punk music, writing, or working the third shift at USD. He's got an upcoming show at Casa, and for more about his music, let's listen in on our interview. I got a great, great uh, guest in with me today. I got Silent DA in here, and uh, we'll have you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Hey there. My name is Silent DA. Um, I consider myself an emotional rapper or emotional poet. My mom likes to say that it's not rap, not rap that it's just a uh, poetry but um i write about my life and also other people's lives that are close to me i like to write about mental health and um bullying which is a really big issue this mm-hmm. day and age and uh the healthcare system which doesn't always like to treat us so well mm-hmm. or like m- more these days since i've been feeling more positive and writing more uplifting you know don't give up kind of music uh, and when we were talking you said uh one of the things that you uh, that, that you were telling me. It's like you have a message that you want to send through your music, and, and a music is a good way to get your message out. What's the, uh, You were talking about mental health. What's the message that you are trying to get out? Like you said, you kind of had a transition in music. What are the messages that you're trying to send through your music? Um, my main message is, and more than anything, is to relate to people and let them know that they're not alone, that we're all going to go through bad things in our life constantly. You know, and that's what makes us stronger. Without experiences, you know, we are, I feel like we are nothing without our experiences. And, um, yeah, I mean, just never give up. Right. And it, I mean, it's important too. And music is a, is a great tool for, for that. So, how has music, uh, helped your, uh, you know, your, your challenges with mental health or the mental health battles that you've had to fight in your life? Um, music has actually saved me completely, right along with spirituality. But, um, like, I started in my punk band over five years ago with my best friend, Darren Shields, who is also, he features with me in a lot of my silent DA. But, um, you know, getting getting up on the stage and doing what you love in front of people and seeing them enjoy it, it's a very big sense of relief. And um, I do it for more than just myself. You know, I like to entertain people and also pull them out of the real world sometimes, you know. 
Yeah, and music is is a great way great way to do that, and, and, and so that that feeling and and that that is feeling especially when you're up there and you know the the crowd is vibing with it. What what does that do for you? I know you said it, it helps with anything, but uh, what what's uh, what what do you love the most about performing live? Uh, performing live, man, it's like it's like no other drug, no no other high in the world. You know, I go I go into another dimension. I don't even really know what I'm doing, and um. My wife, actually, Jamie, she's a photographer, and she's always down there taking her pictures, doing her thing, which I really love seeing her do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really just, um, it's a high. It's like an adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. Getting to work with, uh, you know, your wife and, uh, and a best friend here, that's got to be a pretty great feeling for you Yeah, as man. Well. Like, so, um, so what's I've, that been like? Okay, what, let, let's get the background a little bit on Silent DA. What You know, you said you started in a punk band, and uh, so let's just get a little bit of the background. Where, where did you get started, and, and what's led you to where you're at now? Um, well, see, I've been writing rap for about five years now. I just never really had the courage to come out with it. And, um, it was around October that I started Silent DA and around the time that I met my wife also, she motivated and inspired me a lot. But like, um, I would show her a lot of the stuff that I never showed anyone else and she really liked it. So it just kind of motivated me to put it out there. And then once I did, I released one EP and I just, I kept feeling it. And before I knew it, it was, I've been doing this since October and I have five EPs out. Wow, it's been about an EP a month. Man, what what's that workload like for you? I mean, you mentioned to me that you've you've cre- uh, wrote over thirty songs already. So I mean, that's enough material to go for for what you're going. But to put out an EP, especially an EP every month, that's no easy task. Yeah, man, I have a, um, a really good person helping me. He's, his name is Neil Terry. He has he um, owns a place called um, Amish Electric Chair Studios, mm-hmm. which he's also recorded my punk band. But he's also recorded every one of Silent DA's EPs. It's kind of it's kind of weird. It's like my best friend Darren and Neil and like my punk band TFU. It's all one big like circle. Like it's all together, even though it's completely different mm-hmm. music. You know. So with the Silent DA and, and your punk band, how much time do you spend in each one? A kind of an equal. Well, amount of time, um, we we play shows together. Like ah. uh, upcoming, we have a show May sixteenth at Casa, and it's I'll be doing my rap music, and then I'll be going right back on stage playing guitar with my best friend Darren. So how do you prepare for for something like that? I mean, that's uh, two uh, different genres of music there, and that's a that's a long set to have to be up and perform. Yeah. Especially, do you do vocals in the punk band as yeah, well? Yeah, I do vocals and guitar. So I mean, to be to prep for not only you know a rapping performance and then to go right back into performing punk music, what goes into preparing for a show like that? Well, um, our uh, my punk band is actually like an improv comedy band. Okay. We'll just we'll like make jokes and then go into a short heavy punk song and then stop. So it's ma- it's mainly improvised. We just kind of get up there and we're like all right we're gonna go crazy mm-hmm. we're gonna give it our all i mean we have a lot of songs written too but we really like just improvising because i think that's when the best stuff comes out so yeah so is it just just for that hope of the best stuff coming up out when in that improv improv is it i always mess up that improv is it or is that just you guys have just kind of that's what flows best for you yeah guys. and it's like we have we have an album called laugh at yourself and it's like you know if you can't laugh at yourself you know mm-hmm. who can you laugh at yeah, absolutely. Very interesting, and because I feel like you know a lot of people when they're preparing for a live show, especially, it's uh, here's what we're going for. This is the set list. This is what we want to do. No, man. If you if you try too hard, you're just gonna fail. Mm-hmm. I just I go for it. You know, I've, if I if I write four songs and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to record these. I'm gonna get a studio date and I'm gonna go do it, and then I'm gonna move on to the next chapter. More from Silent Da next here on Groovy Soup. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. I'm your host, Paul Holden. We got another one lined up from Silent DA. This one's called Where You Been. Is 
deeper you all or as high as your egos these precious smiles seen today are becoming unknown forgive them all forgive yourself you gotta let go if this is heaven that is hell the saddest river flows i wake up happy one day i see myself as so strong i'll wake up again the next day i'll never stop holding on the light is there it's in my sight i'm on my way this is our fight and don't forget that you're alive don't forget that you're alive by Silent DA. Let's hear more from our interview right now. So we got Silent DA here. We're talking about, uh, you know, his music inspirations and drives. Did it take any, was, was it intimidating to get to the point where you're like, all right, let's just get to, we're going to go and just start doing this thing. How did you kind of get over that initial, maybe those first thoughts that people have when they're starting an ambitious project? They're like, eh, I want to do this, but maybe I don't know how to do it. How, yeah. how did you get over that initial, those initial um, well, I want to start by saying that my biggest inspiration as a rapper is NF. He's a Christian rapper, and mm-hmm. um, I found him in 2018, and he really inspired me to get out on stage and start rapping. But as well as my, like I said, my wife and my best friend encouraging me, even, you know, if the first few shows I played where nobody was there and nobody was into it or nobody's paying attention to it on social media. It's just, it's having the right people in your corner, you know? Right. And, and music is so there's it's so collaborative. I mean, there's so many peop, uh, places in there. It's probably my my uh, my mom's calling me again. Anyway, we'll get back to that. Anyway, um, so let's talk a little bit more about um, the the change in in messages. I don't know if message is the right word, but you said you, your music went from kind of intense. You were telling me your music is very there's a lot a lot there, a lot to unpack, and a lot it's kind of in your face, but. Now you've been shifting to a little bit more mellow music, something a little bit more easier. Why? Why the shift? What? What is the? What? What's the differences? And how effective do you do you find effectiveness in, in in performing both styles of songs? Yes, I do, and that's why I make so many songs and so many different styles of songs. Because it's like you know, not every day is a happy day, but not every day is a bad day. So if you can have a song for every day, you know you're in there. But I think a big part, like my first three, three EPs were very intense and very emotional and very, you know, just outright depressing. And I felt like I kind of got that out. And, you know, like I said, I'm um, my wife. I'm very happy with her. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, some, some, sometimes you go outside and look up in the sky and you're just like, wow, man, there's so much out there that we should be thankful for that we're not. Yeah, and and like you said, I mean, each day does bring bring different things, and with you know, it's very easy to get caught up in in the world and, and everything like that. So, for someone who might be you know struggling a little bit right now, what are some of the things that, and they're a musician especially, what are some of the things that you found were were helpful for you, you know, creating this music and getting your messages out? Because like you said, it's intense, but there's a message there. There's a story that's being yeah. told that you want people to know. Yeah, you just you got to remember that no matter what you're doing or how far that you've gotten with it, that there is like no limit. You are limitless and there's no amount that you can learn. You know, I mean, I've I've been playing guitar for seven years and doing vocals for so many years or whatever, but I still have so much to learn and Mm -hmm. I'm nowhere near where I need to be or want to be. But that's okay because I'm doing my best. So, Um, yeah, no, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You know, Um, just be who you are and move at your own pace. Don't let anybody pressure you. Yeah, and I think that's important too, especially when you're doing something that you're passionate and you care about. You know, just because you know, you example, you've been doing your EPs and you've had so many. It's okay if you if you're not putting out five EPs. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay to just get started and get out there and start doing your thing, which I think is important. So, have did you ever think in this you know releasing an EP a month? Did you ever think like you're kind of maybe moving? And then I don't mean to. Yeah, hopefully, this doesn't sound the wrong way, but moving too fast, or or were you just kind of ready to like? I got these songs. I'm ready. I want to get them out there. Let's get them. Let's get them out there. Yeah, man. Honestly, yeah, I did think I was moving a little too fast there for a while. But at the same time, my songs are so short that I was like, if I didn't get at least 25 to 30 songs, my set wasn't going to be very long for mm-hmm. a live show. 
But yeah, I thought that it was a little too much at first, but then it was like, you know, people were like, holy shit, how are you remembering all this and how are you doing all this? And like, right. I mean, like you're saying, I mean, a, a 20 to 30 songs in it. And so you are, when you perform a set, is that roughly yeah, around? Yeah, pl- um, we had a show at Casa January 24th, which was the last actual show I performed, and I did 26 songs. That's that is impressive. I mean, to remember twenty six different songs, and so when you're doing that, is that is when you're doing the the hip hop performances, is that more from beats that you've made, or is that with a band, or how does that um, usually work? My silent DA and my I create all my beats by myself, and I write all the lyrics by myself. And um, my buddy Neil, I have him just record the vocals and mix mm-hmm. and master all of it. So that's what's that process like creating a beat versus you know creating a punk song you know is there any um, difference or do you well, take a Well the big thing approach? is is I use my phone for everything I do mm-hmm. my music videos that are on YouTube all my beats are made on my phone with different beat pads and mix pads but when with the band you got to get in a room have the drum set set up have the guitar loud have a space where you can actually be loud Right that's that's the big difference it's actually a tad bit easier yeah, it's, and it's and it's amazing in today's world. Like you said, you can do so much just just on your phone. Yeah. It, it's it's a great resource to have. And uh, one of the things that we talked about, uh, you know, behind the scenes was you kind of got the, an interesting work shift schedule there, and uh, so that puts you in kind of an interesting spot. So how do you manage your how did you manage your time to you know work and and you pay the bills and also put out five EPs? Well, to be honest, man, I don't sleep very much. And that's just kind of what I'm used to. That's why I work. I work third shift at Union Street Diner, and I love it because it keeps me up and it keeps me going. And honestly, like a lot of the music that I've written has like come into my head while I'm at work, and mm-hmm. I'm pacing back and forth and I'm thinking about stuff. But I mean, really, it's just like if if you want to do something, you'll make time for it. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Like I may, I may sleep until three or four o'clock in the day and get up and you know be be lazy for a while, but I don't know. Just like when 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 stuff comes to me in my head, I have to write it down right there and then. Mm-hmm. So it's just like every day songs are pouring out, and then I just start picking out which ones I want to use and don't want to use. And I'm like, if I didn't, I was in a really bad mood that day, and I don't like what I said. I'm just gonna throw it away, you know. Mm-hmm. That's it, and, and that's an interesting uh, you know note there. So that when you write something down and you revisit it later, so you you have you sometimes are like. I'm not feeling that. That was maybe just how I was feeling in that moment, and I'm Self, not. It doesn't self-reflecting. Work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big part of my music too. Is reflecting on oneself. Why, my reality? Why is, reality versus mind. Yeah. Why is self-reflection so important? Do you think? Self-reflection is important because we're always so focused on what other people think of us and what we think we should be for other people instead of just figuring out what we want to be. And sometimes, you know. You know, you can have a best friend or whoever, and they can give you advice, but sometimes you need to look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that things are going to be okay and that you're proud of yourself and that you're doing good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, like you said, I mean, it, it is important that to, to not focus so much on what everyone else is saying, and I feel like that... that also applies as musicians obviously you want to take you know feedback and criticism but you also got to be happy with what you're putting out and and the messages and and the identity you're creating as an artist so talking to silent da here we got a couple more questions here before we wrap things up you said you mentioned the show at casa there coming up on the 16th may 16th that'll be a tim buck silent da tfu and cane toads very very cool it's going to be a a great great show over there at casa and so what anything else coming up with the summer are you just going to keep up with this august august 22nd is the start of punk and metal fest year three which this will be the third year that my band has played there that's a pretty big deal that's coming up in a while but um I do silent DA um, a lot at open mic at the Smiling Skull just because it's, you know, if I want to perform and I want to release, I can just go out there and release. It's kind of like a practice right. session. Um, I do have an, a f- an album coming up in July. Going into the full, so full length album. Full full length album. It'll hold uh, fifteen tracks. Okay, so it's gonna be fifteen. So will those be a little bit longer than than no, the usual? No, no, they'll be the, around the same amount. My my longest song is three minutes, and the rest of them are usually under two minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't like to repeat myself, and it's like if there's a certain message in one song, I get it out of the way and then move on to the next. But also, if you listen to my EPs, I have movie samples from my favorite movies connecting mm-hmm. each song, so it's like they're all one song, they're all together. Mm-hmm. They're all connecting into one thing. Yeah, and the art of the sample is, is I feel like, something uh, uh, very important in the world of hip-hop. So what? Yeah. So do you, when you're watching or going back to revisit your favorite movies, do you just, like, jot down, they're like, oh, wait, this scene's really good, or, like, you see well, a new like, movie or something that you're... I'll playing. write a song and listen to the beat, and then 
a quote from my favorite movie will show up. Like my last EP was called Butterfly Creatures, and I have um, samples from the movie Beautiful Creatures and uh, samples from the movie The Butterfly Effect. Mm-hmm. So you mix that together, you get Butterfly Creatures. There you go. And it's just like um, he says, uh, "I just thought you should know that you were happy once." And then you know the song starts, and it just that made sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Just I- like that, it all connects together. So not in ju- not only just making them connect. How do you make a sample work with a beat? What do you? I mean, what do you usually? Is there any specific things you usually try and well, do? Well, um, for instance, if if a beat starts and it's like bass right away, you're gonna want to have the sample, you know, end and then the song start. But for a lot of my songs, the sample fades into the music or mm-hmm. is playing with the music and fades into another song. Mm-hmm. Very, very. That's one of my favorite things about hip hop. Honestly, is a great sample. I think just just adds so much to a song and even if you haven't seen the movie or whatever the the line or whatever they've pulled i mean there's a there's the a quote. reason why yeah. it's there the quote is like they didn't just put they didn't like just like the way this guy is talking or something they pulled that quote specifically to add into the song that's yeah. one of the things i i love about about you know great beats and, and instrumental hip-hop music as well so silent da we're gonna wrap things up here and uh so you got tons of music already you said you, you're performing in a band what's the best way for people to go out and support you um, the best thing, I don't use SoundCloud or anything, but YouTube, I have a YouTube channel. You just type in Silent DA, click subscribe, and all 30 of my videos are up there. Lyric videos, just audio tracks, uh, live videos, and also Facebook. You can like Silent DA's page, or you can add me, Dylan, Sean, Allen, Dresbach, and all my videos and songs are posted on there as well. Mm-hmm. And before we go, you were mentioned you were working on a zombie movie? Did I get? Yeah, actually, I, I want to mention that. Yeah. Um, a good friend of mine, Spencer, Spencer Martinez, is directing um, a zombie horror film called Apocalyptic Babes. And, um, yeah, I was a zombie in one of the first few scenes today. Very cool. And you got to get covered in fake blood and gore. And it's really impressive. And, uh, like, I'm really impressed with the work that they're doing. I think it's going to make a big difference in this town. So keep a lookout for Apocalyptic Babes. And you can like that page on Facebook, too. Are you doing any music for it at all? Yeah, um, actually, my song, uh, See You There, which is actually one of the most eerie songs I've ever written, will be playing at the end of that movie in the credits. Very, very cool. Well, excited to be here that and excited for the show coming up May 16th at Casa there. Um, and uh, Silent Day, thanks so much for joining me. Again yeah, thank you very much, man. Up next, open mic inspiration turned full on bass. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. I'm Paul Holden, and I'm excited about this next segment because it features four of my good friends from Athens known as The Larger Sound. What started as a thought of, hey, we can do this at an open mic has led to numerous live performances and unique original songs with cool backstories. Here's The Larger Sound with Fieldwork.
What's increased speed or increased size? Stones break your bones, even though you tell me you don't mind. There's more life than being mean or playing nice. Don't wear a halo, even though it makes a good disguise. One, two, one, two. That was Fieldwork by The Larger Sound, an original from the group. The band joined me in the studio to talk tunes, which descended into some serious shenanigans. Check it out. He's got a bunch of pranksters in here today. I got The Larger Sound joining me today. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Hey, there, Paul. Hi, Paul. Hey, Paul. I'm going to give a, a slight disclaimer. I'm very close with this, this band of hooligans. I don't think Caleb's going to be able to keep it together. But for those who don't know you guys, go around the room and introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about The Larger Sound. Hey everybody, my name is Dave. Uh, this band is a collective of wonderful misfits making wonderful music, in my opinion. What do you think, Caleb? I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it? <laughs> Steve, what do you think? I don't want to talk about Caleb. Uh, well, I'll, I'm Grant, I'll talk about myself all day. No, I'm, uh, I'm Jeff. They uh, recently picked me up for a couple of gigs a few months ago, and I've since been adopted as a regular yeah. member. We found him hitchhiking out in New Orleans. Just wandering around. Actually, you found him at a, at a garage. Actually, I left garage him boys. to hitchhike in New Orleans. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so the larger sound, it's uh, like you said, you guys originally started with the three, uh, the, you had four, and then you no, had... No, you, no, it was... No, it was, yeah, so actually, I, what's the full background of the larger sound? I came in on history. history. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting. Steve and I met playing Ultimate Frisbee, which was nice. And cardio then, Steve. Cardio Steve. Yeah, he came. He came in, and I was like, "Hey, Steve, you want to you want to play frisbee?" He's like, "I just want to get some cardio." <laughs> so he was known as Cardio Steve from then on. I also and, had emphysema at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Can we go back to that? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> so, emphysema. Anyway, the, whenever you're like you know running around playing frisbee or whatever, you get to be friends with people. Spreading and so Steve emphysema. and I, yeah, I don't think it's contagious. I don't think emphysema is contagious. Bacterial. No. Airborne for uh, sure. So, <laughs> Steve, and, uh, like we just went to Casa and we just were eating dinner and had, happened to be an open mic. And we were like, this would be really fun. This would be a lot of like fun just to get out there and play around town. And so we put flyers up and we had a few people try out with us. Didn't necessarily work out. And then Steve was at the rock wall, the Beta Fish, sort of the Climb Athens area. And I saw Caleb had... <laughs> A tattoo of a snare drum on his arm Wait. and a bass and treble clap on. on his ankles. Yeah, he got They're the adorable. ankles right. I don't have yeah. a snare drum on my arm. You haven't seen my body enough, apparently. <laughs> what the hell is that? It's drumsticks. <laughs> With, like, a shape under it. Uh, I, guess I just assumed it was the circle is probably the drum head and then sound marks. I don't Caleb's know. favorite tattoo. It looks I like it's drawn in crayons. So. Well, yeah, it does look like... <laughs> <laughs> so Steve, Steve approaches Caleb... On the what? well, actually, can I? He, How'd it go? He just said, "Hey, do you play music?" <laughs> and I was like, "I mean, er, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess so." You want to be in a band? <laughs> uh, what what kind of band? I don't know, like like a music band. <laughs> I was like, uh, "Sure." And he's like, "What do you play?" I was like, "I like drums and piano, I and like guitars sometimes." He's like, "Ah, right, sweet, you should come play with us." And I was like, "All right." And then I went home. And I was like, "Well, that's." That's never gonna happen. <laughs> so, so Steve is known as the incredibly blunt one. He's right. very straightforward, right. a member of our group. And so Caleb and I then met up on uh, College Green, just uptown Athens, and we were hanging out at Mamad at the steps. And he brought the cajon 
I brought a guitar and we so just it's a box drum for those who don't yeah. know. And we just jammed through some songs and it was really fun. Like Caleb's a sweet, wonderful person. He might not be to. Uh, we'll, we'll say <laughs> debate. There might be, yeah, there might be perceptions from others in the room, <laughs> but in my mind, Caleb is just an upstanding citizen. So it was really great. That's why he gets along with my mom. <laughs> She's the other one who likes me. Yeah. No, Caleb has a great family too. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the beautiful thing there was too that Jeff was good friends with Caleb, and Jeff is a phenomenal musician, as he yes, said. So he came in late in the game because he was wandering the the United States. The America a, South. A sojourner of sorts on a spiritual quest. And so when he got back, I don't know, how did that go? Caleb, you kind of approached him about that. Well, we needed a fill-in for four. We had those four gigs back in February. And I was like, hey, we need a drummer. We need somebody to fill these four slots. And then he played with us and was like, yeah, I guess I'll keep playing. And then, <laughs> then we got our hooks deeper into him, and now he's all about it. Now yeah. I can't get out. No. Yeah. I'm in too deep. And as you guys can tell, uh, clearly the band has lots of trouble getting along with each other, at, their thro- <laughs> at, at each other's throats constantly. But uh, how does this relationship between the four of you, how does it go into your music? How does it uh, go into your guys' process? Well, Dave tries to give me hugs when I don't want hugs. That happened today, actually. Yeah. yeah. We, had a, we had an issue with technology where all of our... Our recordings disappeared. Oh, I, fun! Yeah, yeah. not a we good. We were recording cello, and then yeah. uh, someone, somebody saved him in the wrong spot. I Whoa. don't know. I think it was Steve. So yeah, Steve. yeah, must have been. A... So then I walked in the door. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I saved it in the wrong spot. I'll, yeah, I'll take so I blame. just gave him a hug and said it was okay. If he I just very said, kindly told me that said, that Dave, was... stop hugging me. <laughs> and he said, but I just want to hug you. And I said, stop hugging me, Dave. <laughs> so he I said, did. what if I hold your hand? <laughs> I did say, I did offer that. And I said, I don't want to be touched right now. Yeah. So he had to go into a little dark place for a moment, but he came out pretty quick. Yeah. We don't, we don't um, have a lot of uh, bombastic interactions at all. The creative process has been really seamless. If someone has an idea, we don't take it as uh, some, like throwaway. We always give credence to it we always talk about it evenly pretty rationally and if someone has a criticism it's always constructive mm-hmm. though blunt steve mm-hmm. <laughs> steve shrugs steve shrugs <laughs> it doesn't yeah. say anything so but it's still good because those kind of the fact that we have an atmosphere and a creative collaboration that allows those kind of conversations to take place without it being deemed as, as someone taking a shot at your ego you know mm-hmm. it's really helpful so when they say, Dave, why don't we try it this way? I say, sure. And when I say to Jeff, hey, what about this? You know, we're game to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's interesting, because, um, I mean, I've been to a lot of your guys' shows being very close with, with all of you guys. And the one thing I've noticed is a lot of your originals ha- sound like completely different songs at, at this stage. versus Well, they are. When, we, when we heard them from. <laughs> we have more than one yeah. song. Yeah. Hey, it's can not we just, just one song. Can I just say, <laughs> you know... Paul, thank you so much for having us of course, here. You know, despite the place up for us, despite, <laughs> despite despite the intense abuse you're getting, oh, you know, certain members of the band. Thank you so much. This is a pleasure. It's an honor. This is our very first radio interview. Is this so a this happy is... burrito? No. They... None of these yeah, things are true. There is there is no lump of hair. There is so no happy burrito. Does that guy live in the closet? Or does he come and go? No. So, Paul, you've been a gem. You've He's been not a wonderful. He's been a wonderful friend to the band. And so, despite all the all this hazing going on, thank you, Paul. No Paul's problem. my favorite roommate. Hey, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. But no, I would. I, I expected this to go exactly the way it's. <laughs> so I, I, was, I was well prepared for this because I knew Caleb wasn't going to be able to keep any form of straight face for something that's actually yeah. supposed to help him. Yeah, you so, know, what you'd think. So but. to help him, so before Caleb so rudely interrupted you, actually, you were asking about the, the, the middle of yeah. the songs. Yeah. He doesn't I was, even know I was, we have more than one uh, song. But... <laughs> It's there's a lot more elements to your original songs that you guys have been going on there, and um, so what? Uh, you guys are now just staring at the uh, the audio levels. It's throwing me off there a little mm-hmm. bit, but that's okay. Um, doing, <laughs> but anyway, you, you you've added a lot more elements to the song. You mentioned the cello that wasn't originally uh, you know part of the thing, and the one that I know is you guys is one of your your biggest songs of reckless affection. It's it does really sound like a completely different song than what it did uh, about what was it? When did you guys start playing? Around six months or so ago? Was it? A little yeah, less than that well, at this point? It was, 
I think all of our the writing process is Dave writes a song with acoustic guitar and his vocals, and then he brings it to us and is like, "Help, like make this bigger." It's more like help. <laughs> <laughs> and so we added, you know, this bass and guitar, and then the whole drum kit. And so obviously it's going to sound really different. But I think it also just it took a weird funky turn. I went to Chile. And Caleb left town. I just abandoned the. T- I was out. I, was, I couldn't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. Steve was all over me, you know. Right. Why that bluntness? Yeah. yeah. Jeff was. Out, Jeff wasn't in the picture at that point, and Steve and I just met to look at that song for a moment, and it was an offbeat like boom chicka thing at that point, and I can't remember. What ha- I think you came up with a drum beat idea, on- and he played it on his chest. <laughs> he was yeah, just like thumping around, like he's you seen Wolf of Wall he's like, Street. He's like, "This is right. yeah, like the, the Matthew McConaughey scene." <laughs> oh, oh. <No>. yeah. <laughs> so, but then the beautiful thing is we have a, a MIDI keyboard, so we can generate drum beats through the the keyboard. And so Steve and I are not percussionists at all. That's we rely heavily on Jeff and Caleb for those those uh, those artistic contributions but we like with like chopstick fingers you know dun 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 mm-hmm. dun 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 that's the only thing we, i can play on the piano that's how we laid down the drums for that song and then i was i stayed up until 4 a.m the next night with a bass and i was listening to tons of motown because i was like this would be really fun if it had more of a motown feel and then you know steve came in i i had a concept for a guitar thing and steve just took it to 110 because it was at three mm-hmm. when I was working on it and so that was really fun then we brought Caleb back in so Caleb came in on the bass and added way more to the bass idea and then of course the drums were which were <laughs> my two pointer fingers on the <laughs> keyboard Jeff just absolutely shredded and mm-hmm. it became something that I never I don't think any of us thought it ever could have been it's such a fun poppy Really, it's a crowd pleaser. It's a lot of fun to play. Yeah, and from the, the reaction you get from the crowds that you see that, that I've seen, I mean, that's definitely one of their favorites. And one of the, the the process that you guys are talking about, you guys do a lot of it on kind of that in that DIY sense. You you live on campus as a faculty in residence, and you uh, <laughs> have that uh, concrete uh, dorm. Uh, you got that. You got that. You know, but it's a perfect spot for you guys. And then Caleb and Jeff did the drumming at Caleb's uh, old house. So what's it been like for you guys to work on everything, kind of? outside of a studio between the four of you kind of doing it all on your own you know it's i think it's interesting because we have a lot more time bands when they're starting off usually have to write stuff and work on it and make demos and then you get in and you have to finish it all in the studio but we have a lot of time to write and revise and do other revisions and just keep on trying things because we're doing all the recording ourselves. And Mr. Mixmaster Funky Fingers Jeffrey Podolsky can just keep yeah. on working his mix. Can we magic. talk about Jeff for a minute? Like he comes in and he has just uh, this suite of information and wisdom and perspective about just audio engineering that completely eclipses anything I hope to have. Mm-hmm. So Jeff has Why, been, thank you. yeah, Jeff has been a, like just. The, the marker of excellence for us, I would say. Aww, that's a nice Aww, thing to say. Thank you, More from the larger sound next here on Groovy Soup. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. Our last song of the night is a great one from the larger sound. This one's called Reckless Affection.
That was Reckless Affection from The Larger Sound. Let's dive back into our interview right now. Well, and Jeff, you have quite the the uh, the deep music background as well. I mean, you've been playing yeah. music and, and, and producing music just about uh, for the whole time I've known you, which is a little under six years, and throughout the rest of your life as well, right? Yeah, so I sort of started taking to recording in high school, and I, I had been playing music my whole life up in the, up, up until that point. And uh, so when I got to college, I went into the music production program here at OU. And um, having just recently graduated, I was kind of looking for projects. And Caleb came to me and was like, hey, we got this band. You know, maybe we can make some recordings, play some drums on it. And it's been really fun. And the first recording went terrible. <laughs> the first, yeah, the first session oh, that we had. right. We were so unprepared. Oh, that was before I was I'm even so in the band. sorry. Oh, man. We brought him in. We were it like, was we a learning in. experience for both parties. <laughs> so we have an acoustic guitar, and eventually, throughout the time, we'll have a piano part. <laughs> that was embarrassing. We, we got so a little patient. done in a lot of time, but uh, but it was a lot of fun. And when uh, when I came back and started playing with the band, not just as an engineer position, uh, it, it was really nice. We pooled our resources. We have you know now a sizable collection of mics and an interface to record with, so we've been kind of adopting the philosophy that we can you know do it ourselves and have a little more control over the process because you guys were thinking earlier of sending out to a mix engineer for a while yeah we were going to record everything ourselves in dave's apartment in my house and then send it to somebody to mix because i'm like a bit of an audio guy but i'm not i can't mix right. something professionally like jeff can mm -hmm. like it's we'll see <laughs> well yeah but at the same time it's just it's the 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 quality the level of quality that's going on that we're able to get just from recording in basically a glorified dorm room mm -hmm. is astounding and then i mean your vaulted ceilings for the drums was amazing yeah. but like Good in acoustics. post it's it's jeff's magic wand that really helps make all of those sounds pop and feel like they have their own their own vibrance their own um emotional backing to them uh one of your um one of your songs has a pretty interesting backstory it's all about digging up dinosaur bones dave what can you tell us uh, <laughs> about that yes it's so digging up dinosaurs right right well the song is more more inclusively is about just adventure and the call to adventure and getting out of your comfort zone and doing something that requires you to be vulnerable you know uh push yourself, push the limits of what you think you're capable of. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, I always wanted to be a dinosaur paleontologist. I think Steve. I'd say that's pretty accurate for me too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so we had talked. Do you also want to be? Thoughts on dinosaurs. I wanted to be a veterinarian. And then I was like, man, all, all their patients die. Like, all pa patients of vets die. Is that Eventually. Unless you're well, like you could say that for everybody. Tortoise doctor. Hey, I'll tortoise live you then. Yeah. Oh, See, you should I just, just want to be doctor. a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> you might you should hear me. <laughs> right. So we've, like, dinosaurs have always captured my imagination, and it took a couple years to figure out, but I got in contact with some um, wonderful folks, Mike Getty and Eric Lund, who worked out at the Utah Museum of Natural History. Noted paleontologist, Noted paleontologist uh, Eric Lund. Important preface. Yeah, very important. I 
I doubt he's listening, but <laughs> <laughs> kudos to him. And uh, they invited me out from like August till October to go on a dino dig. And it was amazing. I mean, it's just like you see in the documentaries, the stuff on Discovery Channel. It's amazing. And when we were one night, I just I took a ukulele out with me. And so one night I was just plunking around on the, the thing in my tent after we had all had a fun time around the campfire. And that's where that song came from. And then uh, I'd mentioned Mike Getty, wonderful, wonderful curmudgeoned paleontologist, like the archetype of the, you know, cigar smoking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gruff. Uh, he just talked in. Uh. <laughs> well, you know, he, he, he was a huge mentor and influence in my life, and he passed away. He had a heart attack while he was digging up a ceratopsian, like a horned dinosaur, cousin oh to the God. triceratops. Yeah, legend. And that just happened a couple years ago. And so the song has kind of taken on a new meaning. It's dedicated to Mike always and mm -hmm. the crews that he helped bring together. And one of the lyrics in the song is a sphere of love. We always talked about Mike as having the Getty sphere because everything around him was just this storm of chaos and grunting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so now that Getty sphere, the, the place that we all found ourselves in out in the field and in the desert and you know miles and miles from the nearest water source now mm -hmm. we think of that as kind of a sphere of love and connection that we still through paleontology made amazing friends and now some of us are going to try to do a dino dig here this summer maybe dino we're going to see if we can get it yeah we're going to see but dino dig. go back out with Eric, no to paleontologist eric lund and see what we can do very cool, yeah. and you're going to take Caleb out there and try to hope that he isn't going to break anything like that, and I, I wish you the best of luck. Cause Thanks. I'm not graceful, but... Inflatable hammers you in the there, Yeah, there you go, there <laughs> you go. And, and another one of your... And <laughs> we're, we're running a little long here, so we'll, we'll get ready to wrap things up here in a couple of questions. But another thing that I think is really cool, you, you do something that... For, it's pretty crazy for people who know me. You, you have the, the rare ability to get me to remove my hat. And oh. forget it to, to not be there. And you raise money for um, a, a hospital or an organization that yeah. you're that you that you spent time with in a, in another country as well. One of the thirty million things that Dave has accomplished. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I uh, so there. We... I watched him do two one arm pull ups. <laughs> Two in a row, same time. and I was trying to do it. And he was like, "I wonder, I wonder if I could do it." And then he pumps out two of them. I, it's I have Gibbon strength. I there you go. Arms. It doesn't make I'm sense. I'm still a little upset about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the so I I worked at a clinic in the Dominican Republic for a while, and while working at that clinic, I wrote kind of a love song to the street vendors of San Juan de la Maguana, which is the town where I was living, and the song is called Maguana Street. We play that live, and we use it as a fundraiser. So every time we play the song live, if Paul is in attendance, mm -hmm. we ask him to remove his hat so we can pass it around so people can donate. And we've made close to $500 just in the few awesome. shows that we've done that will then be donated back to that clinic. And the clinic is amazing because they open up their, their facilities, their suites, for doctors from the United States, from Canada, and also pro from other parts of the Caribbean or the Dominican Republic to come and perform operations, surgeries, and procedures that cost the patients, by the end of it, about as much as it cost them to buy a chicken. Wow. Like a chicken dinner. So it's completely based upon the donations and goodwill of people and then the incredible efficiency with which the Dominican staff run that facility. So every little bit helps. And so we think if we're going to play that song, why don't we make it generate a little bit of extra love financially and send it that way yeah and it's it's such a cool thing to do and it just shows the power of music as well and the ability for it to to do so much so much good in the in the world as well but you said a few shows but i think that's kind of selling you guys yourself short for the short time that the band's <laughs> been together you guys have been out there playing a lot and i know the summer's probably going to be uh, you know if you guys can get some stuff going as well what's hopefully so, out of athens yeah that's the <laughs> no, i love athens Meigs county we did. yeah did we go to Meigs county yeah we just crossed oh the yeah albany <laughs> yeah we made it to Albany. Yeah. We made it, boys. So what's it been like for you guys performing around, getting closer as a band, and what are your hopes to uh, to uh, for, for going well, forward? I'm, I want to make money. A lot of money. Yeah, I'm in a bit of cash. <laughs> <laughs> the cash to donate to the yeah. clinic in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> yeah, like but then the money for cars. Of yeah. sleeping in the back of a slightly bigger car than I'd otherwise be able to afford. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like a new Subaru Outback instead of yeah, 2008 like Subaru. Cab, yeah, yeah. Okay. Subaru Outback with another Subaru Outback trailing behind it, mm -hmm. yeah. pitched up. Okay. Do you think yeah. we get a limo body on a Subaru? <laughs> Probably. 
If Hummer limos, well, they with can't our money, anything. we could build one. We'll be rich. So the tour vehicle, the tour vehicle is just a limo, a limo stretch, Subaru Outback. <laughs> nice. Uh, Paul, you asked about the summer. We're gonna play a couple things around town in Athens. We're also um, gonna mainly focus on recording and getting the EP finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, you know, a couple singles that we have kind of ready. Some, they're like the things that we'll be playing here with you are kind of demo, uh, very close to finished. Right. Before we release on Spotify and other other forms and uh, other media outlets, but we really want to hammer stuff out in the summer so that we can Hopefully. really hit tours in the fall. Yeah. That's the goal. Well, and I know our friends, um, Strangle Darlings. Yeah. It was a great band who just rolled through Athens. We played and opened for them last Thursday, mm-hmm. and uh, they mentioned something about us coming up to Vermont, and we've got friends in Queens, New York now, and uh, Stephen. Manhattan. Steve, yeah, Manhattan. Steve and Jeff both have roots in State mm-hmm. College in Philadelphia for Steve. So hopefully we can get some tours going this fall, going out through the East Coast. Well, and you guys have made, I mean, you guys have also performed at a lot of venues down here and started to get into, you know, connections with here. And what I've learned is, I mean, if you perform here, you can perform in Columbus pretty easily when it comes to, with the connections that you can make. So I'm sure it won't be too long before you guys get up there. But we'll wrap things up here with the larger sound, one of uh, the most out, out rambunctious interviews I think I've ever done, but I wouldn't expect anything less than uh, one of my favorite bands in Athens and one of my favorite groups of guys who I will miss my final in-studio interview can before I, 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 I move. Can I take this gas mask off now? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, for the uh, for those who for for those who want to keep up with you, for those who want to follow along, what's the best place for them to go uh, check out uh, what you guys are doing? I think Instagram. That's where I'd say we're most most prolific. Instagram and then. By proxy, Facebook, because everything that gets posted on Instagram gets posted on Facebook. But mm-hmm. soon we'll be hitting Spotify. Just look around for a band that looks like us. Yeah, you'll, just you'll look for yeah, see those, our faces. Yeah, just exactly. look I don't really have a handle. We just, <laughs> yeah. No, we're on Instagram, at The Larger Sound, and we're on Facebook, at The Larger Sound. Mm-hmm. And do you guys got anything coming up uh, on, in the meantime? Anything soon here yeah. for you guys? We've got uh, May 18th, we will be at Donkey Coffee. And that starts at 8, so that's a free show at 8 p.m., Donkey Coffee. And then on the 30th of May, we'll be at Little Fish Brewery from 7 to 9, and that's a Thursday night. Uh, That'll be a fun set, too. Don't forget about July 11th. Oh, and July. Oh, goodness, yeah. Our good buddies from up in Toledo, Ohio. Yeah. I think the winners of uh, the Bonnaroo submission contest. Oh, nice. Yeah, Yeah. so they're coming down. We went and saw them in Ann Arbor and ended up linking up and... We're bringing them through for their first Athens show. Yeah. Excellent. That's really fun connection. So we'll play July 11th as well. And then we're going to kind of take it easy, Mm -hmm. I think, a little bit. So EP post-July then? What do you... Or maybe earlier? If you you even have that. The uh, goal is late May. mm -hmm. Early... I mean, definitely by June for the EP. Definitely. Yeah. Well, very cool. We'll follow along with the larger sound on Instagram. Don't miss these guys. It's a bundle of fun. If you guys haven't seen them, it's, it's been a great time. And uh, it's a great group of guys, the larger sound. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks so much. That's going to do it for this episode of Groovy Soup. Big time thanks to Silent DA and the Larger Sound for joining the show tonight. Don't miss the Silent DA at Casa May 16th and the Larger Sound at Donkey on May 18th. Also support both groups online on their social pages. If you or your band is interested in the show, email me at pholden at wxdq.com. That's P-H-O-L-D-E-N at wxdq.com. And and catch a new slate of artists and bands next week at 7 right here on your live local real music variety station, Power 105. I'm Paul Holden, signing off.